so slowly. I blame the temporal cold war. Oh, sons oh, of motherfucker. I blame whatever the fuck was going on in that weird room. That was the temporal The decon room, room is horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, that <laughs> weird room. Oh, yeah, I hated oh, that also. Oh, my God. Well, we'll get tell to us, it. Tell us about it, Chris. Tell us about it. star to steer her by. After a few weeks off and some delightful tales last week, which we all loved and enjoyed. We did. Mine was mine, terrible. Mine was way too long and I, I'm, not, I'm not sorry. Jake, I hope your voice has recovered. Yeah, the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> but you gave a really good performance. Thank you. But finally, the series we've all been waiting for. How, yes. How long have we been waiting, Chris? For quite some time. <laughs> Yep, yep, we, we're here, we're back to our normal thing. This is episode 313. 17! You said 13 earlier. I did not. You, you did. You definitely said you 313. Did. You did say 13. Don't trust my mouth. Trust well, the spreadsheet. Uh-oh. The spreadsheet is the thing that's correct. We oh, can't no. see the spreadsheet. Oh, I have to rename this file later. Oh, no. Episode 317. Yes, Woo-hoo. that's the correct one. 13. No. <laughs> uh, yes, we are here... It is Enterprise Broken Bow. Bow wow. Yeah. So, here we go. It is a new era in Star Trek where we've gone backwards because that's what everyone was doing after the Phantom Menace. Hmm. It's the what, late 22nd century-ish? Mid? What year is it? 2150-something, I think? Yeah, you said it was 90 years since Zephram Cochrane. So, yeah, the 2150s. Sure. That sounds uh, right. And it's and down. Earth see. Earth is 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 ready, raring to go. Starfleet's newish. We hate the Vulcans already. We hate the Vulcans so much, and the Vulcans so hate much. us. Well, and they're pompous twice. I can kind of understand <laughs> why everyone hates each other because everyone's jerks in different ways. Yeah. Uh, and Not Porthos though. Oh, you yeah, know Porthos, Porthos is, is he's uh, a hero. Porthos is a perfect. Yeah, boy. He's, he's the best. But you know. Earth, they've developed their Warp 5 engine. Very exciting. They've, they've slapped it into the Enterprise NX-1. Gorgeous. And they're looking for an excuse to get out there. And one lands in the middle of fucking nowhere. Broken bow. Oh. Did they ever say what state it was? Oh. Oh, uh, I think they did, it didn't they? Wasn't it like Kentucky Maybe? or something? It's no, somewhere with it fucking like corn. Midwest, very Midwesty. Yep, a, a, Oklahoma. 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 A Klingon clashes. Whoops. With a Klingon Let me try that again. Clashes with uh, a Klingon crashes in Oklahoma. Clangs. Clang. Yes. <laughs> Kling, cl- clang clangs. In, <laughs> wow. Clang out. clangs into Oklahoma, chased by the phloem-looking Sulaban, and is shot by an ornery farmer, because some things never fucking change. And the Vulcans are like, uh, the Klingons have asked us to deal with this, so take him off life support and we'll send the corpse. And Archer, captain of the Enterprise, is like, what? What am I actually doing here? <laughs> yes, yes, he was dragged who in- there. Who invited me? <laughs> uh, Admiral Forrest, who wanted him <laughs> to get mad. Basically, son of a bitch. So he looks great though. <laughs> pulls together his crew, and he's like, "We we're we're bringing this Klingon home. This won't have ramifications for centuries to come." They are attacked by the Flomi Sulaban who kidnap Klang, and Archer's like, "Fuck!" 
and they track him. Well, in working on tracking him down, they go to Rigel, and uh, Traitor Sulaban is like, our people have sold out to people from the future for the temporal Cold War. And Archer goes, that sounds like a really dumb premise that this show will hopefully drop sooner than later. And, uh... They then spoilers. They won't. Eventually, mark? they will. They oh, it takes them a while. They eventually, sooner than you'd think, they do realize it's a bad idea, and they find the Sulaban hive ship, Mularam Sulaban. Yeah, and they they rescue Clang, and there's a shootout in a spooky room, and they get to Kronos, and. Starfleet's like, well, you're already out there, so fuck it, keep going. And Archer's like, I guess we sort of tolerate each other now, Paul. You want to stick around? And she goes, you got fine. Them, you got them titties, you He's know. like, <laughs> she, she's like, well, I did see Trip's ding dong. I guess I'll just have Phlox sew my nostrils shut. <laughs> there is a dog on deck. There is. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't know it's what, what, nice what is more offensive to Paul's <laughs> senses. Is the dog or the humans? Who stinks more? Probably the humans. Trip, definitely. Yeah, Trip does. Floridian. Trip, trip, trip looks well, like you know, an odorous man. You know what it is? Dogs don't really get like body odor because they don't sweat. But they do smell, smell like no. There are dogs definitely smell dogs. awful. They dogs Not smell all dogs. a lot of dogs smell really bad. I don't know if I agree. with I have that. a friend who has a what is it a French French bulldog? French bulldog. French bulldog. He's the cutest dog. The best. Well, yeah. Very is he really dog. wrinkly though? Because you got to clean their wrinkles, or they get all kinds of. Not even the wrinkles. Shit. It's just his. Skin just he just reeks. He's got a well, yeah, but he probably has allergies. Well, he stinks. Well, that's fine, but I'm just saying, if he stinks, it's probably like allergies or a yeast infection or something. Frenchies get yeast infections a lot because of all the wrinkles in their skin. Mm. I I think think that's what they said is wrong with this dog. Dogs do generally kind of they have a smell and they also don't brush their teeth, so at the very least, their breath does tend to stank. Yeah, and they only eat shit, dog kibble, which doesn't smell good either. Have you tried it though? No, anyway, Enterprise, <laughs> Enterprise, for the love of God. So this is the, this is the pilot of Enterprise, not yet Star Trek Enterprise, because they wanted to attract a wider viewership, and wow, did it piss off fans. So that's why later we'll see it as Star Trek Enterprise. But, but see, like, who did they think they were going to fool by just not putting the word Star Trek there? Everything else about it is yeah, very Star Trek. You open on a Klingon! Klingons in the TNG DS9 makeup at that, which also pissed off other fans. Yeah, morons. Yeah, and I mean, there's more. I mean, we got to just talk about the elephant in the room. Faith of the heart. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> we're saying we're gonna get past it because here's the thing: I oh, don't wait. want it to be a weekly joke. No, no, I'll be very tempted, tempted, but I, I'll, I can resist. So let's just get it all out now. It's terrible. So it's not a good song. Oh, it's really bad. Here's what's great. Like, a week ago, as of our recording, so even earlier, further away by the time this goes up, Slash Film posted an article about Where the ha- My Heart Will Take Me, with quotes directly from Brandon Braga, which I would like to read right now. Oh, good. Rick and I felt that a song would set the slightly more contemporary feeling we were going after with Enterprise. For the longest time, we had a temporary song we cut from the main titles to U2's Beautiful Day. If we had used that, or could have afforded it, that would have been a great song. Those main titles with U2 are amazing. It's hip and cool. Whereas the song we ended up with is awful. (laughs) I'm a big fan of Diane Warren. She's a great songwriter. But this particular song, and the way it was sung, was tacky. I still cringe when I hear it. And by the way, I think that song has a lot to do with people's adverse reaction to the show. If you look at the main titles themselves, it's a really cool sequence. But the song is awful. Yeah. Just awful. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. The The titles are really cool. 
I really like the titles. We discussed them previously on one of our blog posts. We did. Check it out on and, Tumblr. And here's the thing. Okay, a couple things. Good. So they have Slim Jims. There is a an Enterprise theme song. There is that we hear. It's used throughout the episode. It, it's used as like you know they bring it in for certain themes. And and it wasn't in this episode I I realized, but in in future episodes it's the there's an end title yeah. sequence that has that has the song. And it's if they had just used that song for mm-hmm. the intro, it would have been fine. Yep. Are there variants that you can find online that swap out the, the I'm sure. theme song Probably. with something sure sensible? I've definitely even seen versions where they put in that U2 song he mentioned. So Was it yeah. better than this one? No. Anything. Anything <laughs> I mean, is no, better no, than this no one, song. The, the U2 one the is question still corny. Is, if the question is, is the U2 thing better? The answer is always no. No matter <laughs> what the rest of the question no, was. No, U2's all right. U2 is better than some... You song that was originally pokers to the nuts. A song that I believe was originally written for Patch Adams. By right, the way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have any nuts, so I can't really give you like. Well, let a me tell. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the answer. No. Mm, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, a it's a bad song, and it's only going to get worse when they try oh, when to DS nine it, it in oh, season boy. three. Oh yeah, yeah. I also so here's the other thing that pisses me off about this song is I. Made a fool of myself as a result of this song. So, what? this this was the first show that premiered when a I was older. I was in high school, a little you know, a little more discerning. Mm. Uh, it's also the first show that like premiered when the internet was like a big thing. Like the internet it was around, obviously. Yeah, because here we are in September of 2001. Yeah, but like the last show to premiere would have been Voyager and that would have been... 95. 95. And, and the internet was around, but not many people were doing it. Yeah. And like it was more mainstream. So they had a promo for this show before it was, before it even aired. Uh, and the song that they used in the promo was The Calling... Uh, wherever you will go. Oh, uh, yeah. If uh, I could, then I would. Yeah. Oh, that song. Yeah. Uh, wherever you will go, this. way up high, down low. So they use this song in the in the promo, and there that was on Usenet, which was the the, the old, coolest place, the to old be. BB, like uh, internet discussion forum. Where I used to get into flame, war, flame wars with people and various things. Good, very mature um, of you. When the promo for Enterprise came out and they played the calling song, and people were people were all bent out of shape. Why are they using a, a rock and roll song for my Star Trek? <laughs> and I get on there and I say, guys, it's a television promo for UPN. They're trying to. Get people excited, you know, non-fans interested in the show. You know, they want it. They want it to look cool and contemporary. So they're using a popular song in their fucking promo. I am sure that when this is a when the show airs, the intro song will be a classic Star Trek orchestral theme. Oh, well, I bet fool. you felt silly. And I felt like an idiot for twenty-five years or however long it's been. Well, let's talk about the other elephant in the room. Uh, what the fuck? Why would you say that when I'm sitting right here? Well, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say Trip's cock, but hey. I don't think just uh, the song is the part of the adverse reaction. I mean, this 
I, I have a soft spot for this show. Mm-hmm. This show is why this show exists in a big You're like, way. I have to force other people to watch Enterprise, but I can't just start with Enterprise. Let's wait seven years. Kind of. <laughs> well, no, because it was like, I, I saw I saw Beyond, and they referenced Enterprise a couple times. I'm like, you know, I never did give Enterprise a second chance. So I start watching it, and I'm like, when was the last time I watched Star Trek? I should do a show where I watch all of it. Mm-hmm. And again, like, there are episodes I think that are pretty fun and decent, and the characters get interesting in various ways, but boy, there is some terrible shit, like the decon room. Yeah, and, like, the, and the so much nipple. So much nipple on T'Pol. Well, that's not her fault. And just, I mean, that's just nipple. No, they it's, could, it's, they it's could not, give I'm her not saying that's her fault. I'm saying they could have dressed her in yes. a way that wasn't objectifying so hard. Yeah, yeah. And like, Granted, and, we do get some Archer bulge, which was... Well, again, you get you get fucking literally. I'm not even kidding. You do see trip at like half staff. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, the um, I I kind of retroactively sort of get why the women were so uh, swoony there. The women. Yeah, the gratuitousness. Oh of, my god, it's, it's embarrassing. The, the 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 nudity. Who was and it the that promised room. we're not going to do more women in cat suits? Was it Berman? Berman. I remember fucking reading failure. that fucking interview when I was a teenager. Wow. Because I was so pissed when she showed up in a cat suit. It was like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. It's... And even to this day, I'm fucking 39. And just watching the scene is just... Again, I feel secondhand embarrassment for Rick Berman for thinking this was a good idea. And yeah, but even when I was a teenager, in theory, the target audience for that scene, I was like, this is pathetic and lame and makes me hate that I enjoy Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Because this is who they think I am. They think I'm going to enjoy this. Like, I harken back to, I remember in Juggernaut, in Voyager, where... <laughs> Juggernaut. Thanks, Jake. Um, Jugs. Torres goes onto <laughs> that Malon ship and comes back, like, just covered in filth. Yeah, yeah. And, and almost died many times and all this thing. And she goes into her sonic shower. And I remember saying on this yeah. show, go back and listen to that episode. It was a pretty good episode. Yeah. How... She is just cleaning. Yeah. And it is not for us to, like, ogle at. It's yeah, no. just, she's dirty, so she's cleaning. And she's it's dirty, dirty, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, obviously, yeah, we can't not acknowledge that sexiness has always been sort of there. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, the women were barely wearing anything in most of TOS. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, the... The Muds women with their constant, like, just... Not lens flare, but what am I looking for? The Soft focus. Soft focus, there it is. And the, the opposite like, of lens flare. You know, the infamous fucking gymnastics yoga scene in TNG. The, the stretch position? Yeah, scene. You, wow. know, the, you know, there's always... The under boob in fucking My boobs are so Yeah, yeah, like they, it's always been there, but this takes it to a whole new level of just in-your-face and childish and blatant. I mean, well, here's the thing. They learned the wrong lessons yes. from the success of Seven, Seven of Nine. Nine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, b- teenage boys want titties. And, the, and, t- and it's to be fair, yes, yes, we do. But also, we like, you know, not being patronized and I mean, I, condescended. I, I compartmentalize these things, for lack of a better term. Like, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people, like, I don't need everything to be arousing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm still going to wank. But it's going to be an angry wank. It's going to be a, a, a tisk tisk fap fap. <laughs> I mean, to their credit, this one at least did have some, you know, 
male exploitation as well. So they're trying. Yeah. Again, wrong, wrong lesson. It's not so much that we wanted everyone exploited. We wanted no one to be exploited. And I think at the end of the day, you know, in the grand tally of things, it will mostly be female exploitation. Yeah. That's um, shocking to me. They do, again, kind of like the Temporal Cold War. They do kind of cool off on this eventually. It does come back for a bit. Ugh. And I think the idea even is so sound. Oh, yeah. Just wait for Carbon Creek. Yeah. But the idea, oh, I like, yeah. is like, you know, it's early days. They don't have the, like, transporter fucking instant clean buffer. They don't have, like, fields that can remove. So, yeah, they need to have this extra step. They which makes have it... something better than you have to rub each other yeah, with Yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. Like, as a concept, having, like, okay, to show that this is early, we can't... Like, aerosol yes, has been there's... in existence. <laughs> there's so many ways you could have done it that weren't exploitative. Yeah. Like, the idea of having to go through a decon chamber of some kind is cool. Because, again, it's... You're like, yeah, this is a nice sign that this is really early. Even Kirk didn't have to do this. But the the execution is so yeah. stupid. How, the scene, okay. The okay. scene would have been way better if it was a, they walk into a room and maybe, and it's like, it's not like a sexy massage you with, with goo. It's a, yeah, they can still be mostly naked, but if they just stand there in a dehumanizing way and just get blasted with some kind of steam or something it looks, we, and it looks uncomfortable and oh god and i'm covered in this shit what if we put them in all white underclothes and then just spray them with a hose that's the one yeah i think yeah, that yeah, would like be de- a de-lousing that would uh, be, experience that would be hot but also uncomfortable because um, it would be freezing cold there was also the very unpleasant sexy alien butterfly eating show. Oh, yeah, that no, was weird. That the like, doc- and the, not the doctor. What the fuck is he, an engineer? He no, the so security it. chief. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Reed, yeah. Ma- Malcolm the there Bruno. was like, yeah, clearly kind of like, he's like, I've got a weird boner, but I've got a boner. I appreciate that um, Mayweather was just like, this is strange and I want to leave. Yes. Like, I mean... What is supposed to be so sexy about this? Their tongues. They can they can do things with those tongues. Yeah, yeah but I don't want to put any part of my body near anyone that's been eating bugs. Like, like I would appreciate it, like the aliens. Like, sure, they're like, because they're like, yeah, they're aliens. But none of the all of the humans, both of them, rather, should just been like, Ugh. gotta go. It's like maybe it's like a thing where like they're like, ooh, sexy ladies, and then they do the tongue thing, and like, oh Jesus, fuck. That might have worked if they played it as sort of a gag. Yeah, mm. yeah, because like. That's the thing. They 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 just missed so hard at oh, yeah. so many points in this episode. Yeah, I feel so bad for those two women too. So they were they, they were twins, the Klimaszewski twins, Elaine and Diane, and Memory Alpha tells me that Diane, because of all this fucking like makeup and the contraption she's wearing and all the stuff that that she's doing, she vomited and passed out. Jesus Christmas. Yeah, that sounds That's awful. That would have so been more sexy than what there. they showed. <laughs> Uh, Joke's on you, I'm into that shit. (laughs) Um, Oh, God, and of course, oh, man, they so, so want Archer to be new Kirk. He's so not. He's not. They got him him fucking dual-wielding pistols at one point, and... He just, it's, and, like, I I don't want to disparage Scott Bakula, because I I like Scott Bakula. I like Scott Bakula, I like Quantum Leap. He's great in that episode of It's Always Sunny. He's always good in that episode. Like, he's he's not a bad guy or a bad actor. He's just... In my opinion, a terrible casting choice for a Starfleet captain. That, God, especially, and they were his, they, he was their first and only choice. Here's the thing. I would somewhat disagree. He's a bad choice for the character they wrote. Fair. And again, just looking ahead a little, 
They do eventually realize he's not new Jim Kirk and stop writing in that way, and he gets much better. But the thing is, they don't write to his strength as an actor, which is like, uh, fucking TV dad. No, see, I, I, I've always said, once they realize he's spaceship dad and they start writing to that, because I, I think they do eventually. Maybe. We, we'll see if I'm correct as we watch this, but that's how I remember it going when I watched it years ago. But they do kind of spend a while trying to make him new Kirk, and it's just, well, specifically Drift Kirk Kirk. Mm, yeah. Oh no, is he going to bang all the women? They kind of try that at first, then they decide to have Trip bang everyone, uh, I think. Because yeah, I was also uncomfortable, so we meet this this um, Sulaban chick, whose name is somewhere on my card, Saren, or Saren, the chick, the, the girl-shaped one, yeah. who's humanoid-shaped for a little while until she kisses Archer for reasons. To, like, and make sure like, he was telling the truth? Kissinesses make us understand each other, and then she turns back into her foam self. And I'm like... That, that was we stupid. Did we need this? We did not, but I will admit, I did enjoy Bacula's... Well, that's never happened before. That's because he wet himself. <laughs> yeah, he was, talk, he was talking about the, 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 the spontaneous ejaculation. Right. I just thought his delivery was fun. That happens to him all the time. This hasn't happened... Today. Since 8th grade. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I want to change course just a little. What? Because I feel like we've been doing a lot of, like, oh my god, what the fuck. So There's more, don't worry. Oh, there will be more. No, no, wait, let me just get one in real quick. Do it. Sure. Get it. Uh, Archer is a lot like Kirk in that this fucking episode put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for a pilot, I had trouble following... Who the fuck everybody yeah, dude, was? What is, is happening? Like, I, I have the benefit of knowing at least the crew from having seen yeah. episodes from playing Star Trek Timelines. Join me on Timelines. And just know, having a general knowledge of the characters. But then it's like, okay, so we've got Klingons, we've got Sulabans, we've got this temporal thing. I have no idea what the Sulabans' uh, motivation is, and it's confusing. I don't know why Archer is here. Like, he's here because he has a ship, and that's it? He's a Nepo baby, as ah. Caitlin pointed out when we were watching. Yeah. But... Yeah, his dad was a warp engine guy. The thing is... Yeah, I agree. Like, I forgot rewatching this. It's like, wow, this is simultaneously way too busy and slow as fuck. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's somehow both, which is astounding. But... We'll share on it more in a bit. Yeah, uh, I, I want to do talk about. There are some. There are we some love positives. The uniforms. I love the uniforms. Uh, you know what I'm super super sad about? Because I remember I said that these uniforms are are among my favorites in yeah. all of Star Trek uniforms because they're so appropriate for this show. Yeah. They have lots of pockets. However, so the pockets in real life are unusable because the, the uniforms themselves are too tight to be able to put anything in them. Son of a bitch. Well. Son of a bitch! Here's the thing. Here's I feel like Jake making his 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 uh prediction about the song. Well, here's the thing though. At mm-hmm. least at least with this though, you know, it's like like so many things. We know the tricorders don't really work. We know the teletransporter doesn't really work. In your heart, in universe, okay. those pockets work. They damn well better. They don't work in the real world, <laughs> but they work in universe. All right. What was the thing you actually wanted to bring up? <laughs> that was one of them. Oh, good. I was yeah, going to talk yeah, about yeah, the looks yeah. of the show. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love the love uniforms. The we love the yeah, aesthetically, it's cool. They have a nice like it does. It feels like. A nice bridge between, like, sort of NASA and Air Force shit. You know, it's just very, very... It's submarine-y. submarine jump, you know, and again, like, like military jumpsuits, but they've got the... They've also reverted to TOS-style, you know, Command Gold again instead of mm-hmm. Command Red. Yeah, and, like, you know, the displays, like, the bridge, they, there's a lot of, like, physical controls on yeah. the bridge. There's... Key- monitors! Keyboard. Just, yeah, just straight, straight up, up monitors. There's, like, monitors glued to the wall. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's... 
you know, I think at the time the show came out, came out, Jesus, fuck. Someone the t- on the show came down. <laughs> I pulled an archer. Um, that's never happened before. Um, you know, when the show first came out, I remember it got a lot of criticism from certain fans being like, why doesn't it, why does it look more sophisticated than TOS oh, wow. when it's supposed to be before wow. TOS? Did you want it to look like it's in the 20s? Yeah, in the 1800s? Like, Seriously. It's like, come on. What do you want? I think it works. Like, yeah, obviously it's not going to look more low tech than that because that set was made of cardboard and string. Like, but if you take it as a prequel to the TOS movies, I think it works really well. It looks, you know, kind of older than those because then everything's kind of like smooth and polished. It looks kind of comfortable. Like Enterprise doesn't look comfortable. Yeah, it looks like you're living in a submarine. Yeah, Yeah, the round sort of portholes and everywhere and the thing Porthos. like Porthos as well the, the portholes and the even the even the hallways <laughs> although they are games. rectangular yeah. still they have like circular doorways they went really all out to go for this like submarine navy look yeah and it does it just looks less comfortable yeah even like the you know the captain's office i don't know if that was his quarters or his office that he was hanging out it, yeah he has like a tiny ready room and then yeah. he has a separate quarters as well but yeah i mean it's it's much like smaller than the the spaciousness of like the the you know the the crew quarters and such on the the, even the voyager yeah which is supposed to be a small ship yeah and um i do know i I think like i I may have even mentioned this on air before once but there was an issue where i think the model had round windows oh no (laughs) and the set at first didn't because apparently they didn't communicate that clearly enough so they had to redesign some sets to have round windows because yeah They'd always had square windows before then. Mm-hmm. And I love the ship itself because I'm a sucker for a saucer-only ship. So, let me, I got some Easter eggs. Yay! Did you notice in Archer's office, there is a bronze statue of Zephram Cochran, or what I assume is Zephram Cochran, standing with like a mm. no fresh arm. Oh, and, I didn't actually. It is, it is the same... And the reason I know it's Zephram Cochran is because it's the statue that Jordy describes yeah. to Zephram Cochran in in, in uh, First Contact. That's pretty oh, that's great. That's fun. Like so that. he's got a model of that statue. In that's his office. good. Another thing. Now this irritates me a little bit. Oh no! Or it doesn't irritate me. It raises interesting questions. Okay. So I be, in both the intro, which I guess the intro isn't technically canon or whatever, but also on Archer's wall, there is depictions of the space shuttle orbiter enterprise mm-hmm. now if you are in the know as i am you would know that the space shuttle uh, orbiter enterprise it wasn't it was never in use it was a it was a prototype that mm-hmm. they used to test like the 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 landing and stuff mm-hmm. so it never went to space but when it was being built they didn't have a name for it or maybe they did have a name for it and star trek fans did a writing campaign to nasa to petition nasa to call their space shuttle prototype the enterprise mm. so the and you know and they had a dedication the, the the cast went to this dedication in the 70s and there's photographs of this mm-hmm. shatner wasn't there i remember of course um jerk yeah i, I was reading He's about this worst. recently and, and interestingly after the after the i think after the challenger disaster they needed a replacement shuttle for the challenger and there for a while they were considering you know adding in the missing stuff from the uh 
from the enterprise the stuff that wasn't there on enterprise and and just making the enterprise a functional orbiter but then they figured well we haven't we have enough spare parts to basically just build a whole new one and that's where we get endeavor Mm -hmm. endeavor instead but anyway so yeah so the point i'm trying to make is the fact that there is a space shuttle enterprise in archer's office on the wall to me suggests that star trek exists in star trek there is also there is also just a history of real enterprises that predated as the opening credits point out yeah but but those might have been real ships yeah, they, they were. That's what I mean. But but the point is, there wouldn't have been a space shuttle Enterprise without not Star for, Trek. If not for Star Trek. Oh, yeah, the, so the, why, what was, was the, just... in the Star Trek universe, where did they get, where was um, the writing campaign? Simultaneous generation. Mm. Uh, so I was going to say, in, development. <laughs> so not that the novels are canon, but there was a novel that addressed this. Oh, God. Uh, and it was just named after the aircraft carrier. Mm. Which is weird, because all the other space shuttles are named after, like, Astronomers and shit. Explore ex- ships of exploration. Was the HMS Enterprise with a Z from the opening credits an exploration ship? I don't know. Maybe. Let's go with that. Sure. That's why the Her that's why Endeavor Enterprise. is spelled the British way because it's actually named after a British hmm. ship of exploration. Boy, Was Boy. it named after the airship from Final Fantasy? I hope so. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so uh, here's a here's a factoid. Their original plan, when you know they said, "Okay, this is going to be a prequel. It's going to be the first episode. It's going to be like you know the first warp five or whatever capable ship doing the thing." And they wanted basically all of season one to be earthbound, and the the culmination would be creating the first warp five ship. That's not Star Trek. And yeah, that was what they said. It was like this is the Star Trek is about the space, you know. That's like, like star sit around and twiddle your thumbs and play if, with your if, dick. If I also Star Trek at all like. Wow, no. Mall Trek. I would not be able to... No, Rick Berman's Star Trek could not pull that off. <laughs> if there was... If this, if it were ten years later, I feel like they would have done that idea as a series of webisodes. Yes, they would have. Oh, they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Webisodes were huge at that time. Big time. Big time. Like, the idea on paper is fascinating. Mm-hmm. But again, I do not trust Berman Trek to pull it off well. Yeah, and I think it would be like the Klingons came to them, and you know, you'd still have this Clang thing, clang. Um, a Clang thing. But it will. wouldn't be a we have to bring Clang home. It would be where well, Clang's here. Here's Clang. Now I will say, it's still a better idea than Temporal Cold War. Yeah. Which I swear they only did so that if anyone complained about like continuity and consistencies, they could go Temporal Cold War. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel a like wizard did it. I would have been yeah. so much more interested in just what the premise suggests. Yeah. That we're just going out and we, you know. You don't need this fucking twist. Yeah, we're meeting we're meeting the species that we eventually see in future shows. You know, maybe we run into the Cardis, you know, I don't know. Maybe we have a, a bad first contact with the Ferengis. The Mossicans, definitely. Um, well, their first contact with these, whatever they're called, didn't seem to go so great. Suleban. Yeah, but again, like, we know, we've never seen these assholes too. before. Right. And it's a prequel. No, no, I have. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a little jar yeah. marked Nickelodeon Flome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there has to be. You can't just see nothing but the no. familiar shit. No, that's true. But this didn't need to be the extra layer. Yeah, but being, but being a prequel, if you're going to do a prequel, fucking embrace being a prequel. Don't 
sidestep yourself by being like, oh, it's actually in the future because of the fucking No, there are times they embrace bringing a prequel and you just go, Jesus fucking yeah, Christ, well, guys. <laughs> like, like in this episode. Oh, why? This is getting wound up. Why, if you already have them on board, do you wait to give out the phase pistols? Yeah. It's oh, so you could have the phaser reveal. I have a whole thing about the weapons. Oh, Ugh. they look like fucking toys. They're, they these are the most poetic yeah, look, look looking look ones stupid. I've seen. They should have looked, looked fucking like retro sci-fi. No, those were definitely designed to sell toys, not to look good. Or they're um, just a toy that they found at the dollar store that they painted over. They might no, have. Here, here's a couple thoughts I had about the weapons. Not even just the phasers, the phase pistols. Give it to us. Okay. Right out the gate. Why is the, why does the farmer have a space shotgun? Yeah. Would they really have a space shotgun or would it just they just have a fucking shotgun? The stupidest part was how to activate it. You slap the bottom like you've put in a yeah. fucking clip. Like, come no, on. no, no, that wasn't to activate it. That was just because he likes to slap it around. That's not even how you load shotguns. No, no you slide but... them in and... <laughs> yeah, that's the classic... I think some might have a little thing cartridge yeah, can I'm pop sure in. I'm sure they do, know. but not the kind that Farmer John has yeah, to no, shoot no. the Klingons with. But it also looks so cheap. It looks like, stupid. It, it looks like, like two pipes. <laughs> yep. And then it exploded, that fucking thing. I was like, what the fuck was in his corn? It was, apparently it was, it was methane. Yeah, my methane silo, no! <sighs> Um, now it smells like farts. Yeah, what happened was, <laughs> it, it wasn't originally filled with <laughs> methane. Clang went in there and went to rip. He was having terror farts because of the Suleiman chase. Is this him. a Klingon fart? <laughs> um, I believe that, yeah. But anyway, so that irritated me. Another thing that I, like, if they were going to introduce the phasers in the way that they did, which I agree was stupid. Very. <laughs> why did they already have some other type of ray gun? That's what I mean. Like, why, like, they had, they had a ray gun because they had the, the rooftop fight. Yep. At with the dual wielding, with the dual wielding, started blasting. What they what they should have done is it should have been like before we went on that away mission, uh, fuckface, uh, Reed. Archer. Reed, oh. Reed was Reed. like was like, sir, should should I should I take out the phase pistols? He's like, no, we need we need to make sure you know I don't trust those things. If we run into something something hairy down there, I want something you know that I know is going to work. And then he bit, takes out a fucking nine millimeter pistol mm. and that's what no i'm not joking either i'm thinking that the phasers are like new tech we didn't have ray guns up until now we've had just regular guns so when they get into the firefight they're just shooting guns you can't sell those as toys though yeah but that's the thing but then you introduce the phase but then, later. and then it's and then like maybe there's like a moment where they run out of ammo yeah and they're like fuck we gotta go and reed looks smug later yeah and then and then yeah, and then when they go on the second away mission, Reed's like, Captain, I must insist for your own safety you take this, governor. And they slaps that. Oh, sorry, why can't? The reason I was kind of smirking when you first introduced that, though, is because it was, it's it's actually somewhat similar to, like, in um, Dr. No, they have to force Bond to accept a new pistol. Mm-hmm. So it just made me think of that, because he's quite fond of his Beretta. But they're like, no, no, this is a better gun. Which was inspired because, I guess, an actual, like, arms expert wrote to Ian Fleming being like, the Beretta sucks. He should carry this. Mm. But yeah, that actually would have been kind of great if like they just had pistols, ran out of ammo, and like maybe he has a point about the ray guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a straight up... You, you know, can put a light on it so yeah, it's it can future. Be, it can be a future style gun, but it should just be a regular gun. But yeah, again, like why do you have everyone outfitted with one type of laser just to give them a different laser later? Yeah. You would have just given them the new one from the off. Mm-hmm. It's weird. This one's got a massage setting, you see. Yeah. 
talked about the crew. Yeah. You want to talk about the crew? Let's talk about the crew. Cool. We got, we, we've already talked a little bit about Johnny Archer, who is just so, so he is perhaps the most American of oh, our yeah. captains yet. Here's, here's the quote. Berman envisioned uh, Archer as a cross between Chuck Yeager and Han Solo. Ugh. Well, Chuck Yeager. Stop trying to be Star Wars. He was the first, one of the very early test pilot. Didn't he break the sound barrier? I believe so. I think that's right. Uh, While Brennan Braga said that he envisioned him as more laid back and relatable. Also, his original first name was Jackson, and then Jeffrey, and then Jonathan. It is funny when the school is trying to taunt him by calling him John, and you're just like, John! (laughs) No. Johnny, bye. There's also a great story about about Trip, because his original nickname wasn't going to be Trip. This is Charles Tucker III. So originally they just called him Charlie. And apparently at some point they were calling him Spike. <laughs> and I guess after some party where, where Connor Trenier, who seems like a delight, yeah. got shit-faced and took a whole bunch of booze home and got, gets a call the next day. He's like, oh no, I'm fired for stealing all that booze. Son of a bitch. And they call him not to not to whine about the booze, but to say, hey, Sp- hey, hey Connor, we're going to change your name from Spike to Trip. Is that okay? And he's like, yes. <laughs> but also, like, wasn't Buffy already on the air at this point? Seen Buffy. Yeah. Because yeah, they'd already kind of laid claim to the name Spike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know technically you can't trademark that shit, but the show I'm pretty sure was probably even still going. And I'm pretty sure, because I never really saw it either, but I think once Angel got spun off into his own show, Spike kind of became the like main dude. So you, like, fucking what? <laughs> you fucking. Also, what about Trips as Spike? What yeah. About, what about Trips as Trip? Well, that's actually just a thing Southerners do often. Uh, uh, the third... No, I'm not kidding. Oh, because he's no, in the we, third. I've yeah, never yeah, thought yeah. of that. It's it's actually a legit... Oh, I get there it. There are many trips in this world. It's because they are a the third. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's like a real... That is actually rooted in like a real... Kind of like how Bones comes from Sawbones. Like, it mm. actually not comes... Not according from, to 2009, sorry. Yeah, 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 well. Fucking um, tape. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's, it, I think it's a cool nickname. Yeah. It doesn't, like, I will say, yeah, no. You don't look at Trip and go, that's a Charlie. And I'm just going to say, just out of the gate, just based on this one episode, I really do think that... Uh, Connor Trenier is pulling this show. Yeah. He's like he's, he's yeah. carrying the show on his back. You know, and again, I'm not trying to disparage Bakula, because, you know, he does a okay job, but like... Again, they start writing more for him, I think, eventually. Yeah, but like, at this point... Trip's the only interesting character, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. They, they, you start off with... That's a low the, bar. The, the thing you learn is, wow, T'Pol is a bitch. And mm-hmm. that's all this episode is just, bitch, bitch, bitch. Why is she the one that, that usurps command when Archer's out somewhere doing a thing? Because Rick Berman hates women. She, <laughs> maybe, yeah, well, maybe. But it's also, like, she's not Starfleet, so why... But she's, but she's technically a... It's what, it's mean, Sub-commander. But this is a Starfleet ship. She well, really likes sandwiches. Starfleet. Kira used to take command of the Defiant all the time. You never problem with that. Well, they had a like they had a deal worked out specifically though. This was supposed to be like an ad hoc, yeah thing. She's there to watch. Yeah, yeah. And, this, this would be speaking of the Mostly Defiant. This would be, this would be like if the, the the Romulan lady that came on the with them on the first mission to monitor the cloaking device actually stuck around. Yes, yeah, like she was supposed to, and then took command from time to time. Yeah. Like, Why is there a Romulan commanding a Starfleet? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, Trip, Trip's pretty great. Yeah, Trip's good. Let's see, who else was... I, I thought Hoshi has potential to be interesting, but they just didn't give her much in this episode other than to, like, be the woman in distress. Like, the thing is, 
the problem is giving this to a woman is that the idea that, like, this is early Starfleet, where they don't quite know what they're going to find. Yeah. So the idea that there's someone who's really just there for the love of science. Yeah. And is like, oh, fuck, people are shooting at me? Yeah, when they first play her some Klingon, and you can see her get, like, a little lady boner about yeah. it. It's like, ooh, like, science, I love that. Yeah. Fuck teaching so, in the wilderness. So it makes sense that, like, yeah, you have this character who's kind of like, I was just here for books, what the fuck? You do have the unfortunate side effect of, like, you gave that to a woman, so it seems less like... It's because she's just a scientist and more like, oh, ladies are timid, which I think, again, wasn't their intent, but that's what it comes that's across it seems as. Like. Yeah, and it, like, it, yeah, it seems like she needs to be rescued by Archer. And then just like kind of undercutting her at points. Like there's the scene when when she's first trying to translate the Klingon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a language she just learned yesterday. And like yeah. kind of shitting on Barely. her. Uh, like Archer's like, oh, you better get you, get that universal translator fixed. Yeah, and then Flox is like, his brain isn't working, asshole. But yeah. nicely, because he's Flox. I like Flox. You know. Except for that fucking smiley thing. Smiley they do. Yeah, the smile is weird. They yeah. don't do that too, too much. They realize they very quickly. They do it more than this time. They do, but they have... It was, it was kind of like the, how the women did the tongue thing. He has to do the smile thing to be like, oh, okay. He's an alien. Neat. Well, anyway, yeah, I like him. He seems nice. Yeah, he's all right. I also like the idea of, of like, he's he's simultaneously, you know, our crazy, you know, like, advanced space doctor, but also he brings a menagerie with him because he's also into weird holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they used this leech thing yeah. on Archer for a while. Yeah, which is funny because they've started using leeches in some cases again. I'm just, you know, I, maybe it's because, I don't know if I object to the casting. Uh, so it's John Billingsley's the actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't, I don't love him in the role. And I think... I think part of it, too, is... Were you hoping for Ethan Phillips? I was hoping for Ethan Phillips. Well, I think that, I will say, the one thing is it does feel like, now having rewatched Voyager, like, it does feel a little, like, self-consciously trying to capture the thing they hit upon when they got rid of Jealous Aspect yeah, when, when and Neelix was just Neelix good. Right, yeah. Like, it feels like trying to do that from the off, and I feel like that sort of limits what he's able to do. Yeah. I think they eventually let him have a bit more. Well, I also just think that there's... So far, I mean, we're only one episode in. Yeah. So far, there is no fun character, I guess, for lack of Mayweather was on the ceiling. I was that's, that's fun. That's, that's Trip. Well, exactly. That's he's, the thing. Like, he's Trip, Florida he, man. Trip is carrying the fucking <laughs> yeah. show. Is like he's he's the funny guy. He's got the jokes too. He's, he's got the southern drawl. He's McCoy, but an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, write, it works. They write with, what, with a fucking six pack. The fucking writers McCoy of this show must fucking love Connor Trenier because they give him all the interesting shit to do and all of the jokes like mm-hmm. nobody else and a decon scene so, and a decon yeah exactly <laughs> and he gets to touch the touch the hoodie so like God man they it. fucking love this actor when the hell does he touch Anson Mount uh, yeah so uh, on his podcast so like I think I don't know maybe, maybe my expectation was you know going in was that Flocks would kind of be like a little, a little maybe goofier, mm. but he just, he's just so, he's super serious. And it, he's, yeah, that's true. It, Look, it, he's always smiling. Yeah. He's a big smiley fella. Yeah. He likes Chinese yeah. food. But like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but it's not like he's smiling, but he's not entertaining. He just, he just seems very, oh, I enjoy him. By the book. He's got his weird little menagerie and got his funny George Costanza hair. So that's Flocks. Oh, getting back to Hoshi. I had a, yes, note, Hoshi. I had a note I wanted to say about Hoshi, but now that I find it, oh, I know it's under this cat. 
she she decodes most of the Klingon and all mm-hmm. this, or, or the Klingon or the Sulban. She decodes some language. All sorts her. of stuff. She's she, good. Yeah, she's good at this. And she's like, there's only a couple words that I don't know because oh, yeah. they're probably proper nouns. One of them is Rigel. And I'm like, Hoshi, Rigel is also said, a word in English. I literally said the same thing. I was like, son of a fuck. Bitch. I was like, how don't they know about Rigel? They what couldn't the fuck? have picked an alien word. Seriously. What the fuck? Yeah, they could have even had a cat. different word into Paul knows it. And then she's like, humans you humans refer to it as rigel like yes that would that, yeah. that'd be, that'd be that fun. is definitely like who wrote that line dumb bad line yeah not bad not choice good. yep it is a blue supergiant in, uh, in Orion. Orion. Yeah. It has uh, the Bayer designation Beta Orionis. And it's diagonally from Beetlejuice, which is a red giant, which is also in Orion. And Ford Prefect is from near there. And two of these facts were real. Beetlejuice Beetlejuice? Fuck. I was really hoping Michael Keaton would appear. Mayweather. Poor Mayweather. Poor, poor yeah, Mayweather. Poor Mayweather. This I is the most his character gets to do. Yeah, he gets, Basically, like, he gets like one other episode. He gets a focus episode, but honestly, the poor bastard. The, my main takeaway from the show is they barely use him. The poor yeah, fuck. They really like, do. When they... They they go down with with trip to the helix thing, the Sulaban structure or whatever it is, and they have to teach trip how to fly the the Sulaban cell thing. Was yeah. that what they were doing? And Mayweather knows how. Yeah, Mayweather Which is a pilot. Mystery, also a mystery how he knew how. Like they cut over that entire scene where well, he figures out. Just how to like fly. I assumed he was some kind of child prodigy. Or yeah, something. I think that's just yeah. yeah. He's he's a, he's a space baby. He's just grown up around so many different. Yeah. He just inherently knows. Just like Hoshi's super good with languages. You show this man any panel within ten minutes. Beep, bop, boop, warp factor. We fun. did a loop de loop. Yeah, loop de loop. Like there's a lot of potential. Let him fly it. God for it. that character. Yeah, no shit. Trip, My, trip I already did nine. Thousand things this episode. Rub so much decon. I was gonna say, including you having a, half a boner and a decon. Chain. Star Trek trip. They could have just been on it. Star trip. <laughs> you don't need another fucking trip scene. Let Mayweather do yeah. the thing that he's here to like, fucking do. They literally say, "Oh, you're needed on the. Inter- you, you can't leave the Enterprise. You have to be the one piloting." I'm like, "Are there, you are there have, no one else that can not pilot only that, this thing?" These, you have to pilot the Enterprise. Oh, by the way. Don't move the ship. Yeah. Because I won't know how to find it again. Yeah. So, so uh, you didn't need a fucking pilot. Uh, angry. Yeah, angry. Very strange. Very um, strange. Yeah. But no, this is like, unfortunately, just the most. Like, the fact that they got him back for, like, Star Trek Day at one point. Oh. Like, was that a, sorry we barely used you in Enterprise, please come say hello? Like, Jesus. Like, the- frankly, I feel really bad for the actor. Yeah. Anthony Montgomery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I know. S- I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could I could tell you if he's a good actor or not because we don't see enough acting because yeah, they don't give him enough to do. And, like, there's a lot of potential, not just in the fact that, okay, we have this pilot character. What's funny is that, like, Trip, like, Tom Paris was the Trip of Voyager, really. Mm. And, like, he was the pilot. So True. Yeah. Like, really, yeah, anyway. And just the whole idea that, like, he grew up on... Spaceships and like really slow ones, relatively speaking. Yeah, like that's there's cool shit there. He's not from Earth. He's probably one of the first humans not from Earth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and you could like mine that, and like there's a lot of potential story there. And I like you said, I think they have one. There's like focus a focus episode. episode in four fucking seasons of Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's more than most characters in TOS got. That's true. Yeah. It's um, it's as much as they did with Troy in 7 of TNG. <laughs> mm-hmm. They gave her that Romulan face one, and we were like, why didn't you do this all the time? Well, for lots of Focus episodes, it was That's just usually true. about sexual assault. That's, That's true. true. Don't worry, we've got to Paul now for yeah, that. Yeah, oh God. Oh my I'm God. cringing in advance. Me too. Who else we got? Reed. Malcolm Reed. Reed's all right. Yeah, they maybe it's because you know, I also read alert. normally I'd be like, "Ugh, the accent's gonna drive me nuts." Because also, like you know, it's his natural accent. They de- they debated using a different one, and they're like, oh, "Why no. you? Why is that Scottish?" She's like, "It's not Scottish. It's Northern England." And they're like, "That's Scottish to us. Whatever, Ugh. whatever, Dominic. Just do you." We we've <laughs> we've only heard London accents. Oi, governor. I mean, I, I legitimately, the BBC like basically made everyone use London accents through like the nineties, like really late. They fought against regional accents. The BBC is racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he barely does anything in this. I feel like he gets a little more fun, uh, in part though because they realize him and him and Connor Trudier have good chemistry, so they pair him up. So again, it comes back to Trip. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the Trip show. Trip has chemistry with fucking everybody. That's true. But yeah, I, I feel like I remember being. Am I going to come know. around on trip? Because so far I'm not impressed. You guys all sound really impressed, but I'm not. I think so. I think you'll come. I think... He's fun. I'm, I'm curious what your character journey for this show is going to be after your character journey during Voyager. Um, By the end of it, I actually hate flocks. Uh, By the end of it, you... Come to my side and hate flocks, yes. You you you, you come around and just hate all of it. Every oh. last uh, minute. That's not Porthos. coming around. No that's, I'm already there. Yeah, sure. We all love Porthos. Porthos. Porthos is great. Yeah. Porthos, Porthos is great. Porthos is a good boy. boy. I also, I also laugh because, so originally, Hoshi Sato was supposed to be an, o- an older character, and then they're like, oh, but Linda Park. And they're like, yeah, do her, it's fine. She doesn't have to be an older character, we, we, we've got her. But then, they were also planning originally to have, instead of T'Pol, T'Pau. The yeah. old lady from Muck Time? Yes. Huh. Who we see in TOS, so we can have that connection to TOS. Oh, and, yeah, because she'd the, be younger. And the nerds can have boners. But then they were like, yeah, but this one, this one's got the sex appeal, though. So uh, I mean, they, they still could have called her yeah, to Pow. Like, it's not like you think she, there'd be a, you think Pow would be a young hot thing? Why not? Hundred years in the future. Thousand years old. Yeah, you, ever, you, ever, you, ever, you ever seen like you look at some old people now? You look at their old photos. Like holy shit, I would have fucked my grandma. Chris, Jesus. I would not Christ. have. No, at all. But I'm just saying. Betty White was a this. looker. That's true. Betty White was hot. Yeah. Who else? Who's a good example? Actually. Not a good example, but an example. Me and a coworker were looking up Christopher Lloyd today, and he has always looked like that. Okay. Like yeah, on his Wikipedia page, <laughs> like he's got a lot of hair and is black as hell. You want, but it same exact face, just smooth. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? So I, I've been doing, I've been watching some Sopranos lately. Mm. I'm a big fan of Sopranos. I've watched it a number of times. Uh, today was the first, or this recently was this recent watch was the first time I realized that during the first season of Sopranos mm. James Gandolfini was 37 oh my god that's <laughs> how old I am yeah wow well, I mean, that's and he of... looks like 50 I mean I think I know we ever said this on air but I feel like once we were talking about how young the cast of Seinfeld is in the first season of Seinfeld mm-hmm. hmm. like George was I think 30 <laughs> or 32 he was yeah. not that old yeah so well okay so here's actually a pretty good example uh, Helen Mirren, okay. right? Who is herself in a, you know in an old lady way? She's she's an attractive older woman, but in her younger days she was like, you you got her because you wanted someone who was fucking sexy, in like a way you would not associate with stately, hmm. older beauty. Hmm. Well, like what about um? Oh my god! 
just Google Christopher Lloyd and see how he looks exactly the same? No, we're looking no at I'm Mirren. looking at Helen Mirren and her titties. My God. Um, the the woman from Game of Thrones, the old lady that everyone loved. Oh, yeah. She was she was in a Bond movie. She, she, Tyrell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Olena Tyrell? Yeah, I can't remember the actor's name. Me either. Um, I'm bad but she was also, was she also in like the Mod Squad or something oh, like that? That sounds right. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, she was, she was a sex symbol. Yeah. And then... Now she's well. Now she's dead. I think, but oh, I didn't know that. I thought I thought I heard that. Oh, she, yeah, if not, I apologize. But I thought I heard she died. Yeah, you know, it, it could totally happen. Julie Andrews has is she alive still? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. She uh, she's always been attractive. Yes. She's still attractive. See, yes. she's just always and forever Mary Poppins to me, and that exists in a different part of my brain, um, so I cannot say either way. Florence Henderson, who I think is dead now. Oh, the mother from the Brady Bunch? Yeah. Legitimately, I think Florence Henderson is probably one of the most beautiful people who's ever lived. Well, fair, fair. Um, so, yeah. Good on her. What the fuck were we talking about? Uh, to pow. To old ladies? To pow could have been, you know, Jolene Blalick. Fine, why not? Yeah, to Paul. Wow, I just said that weird. To Paul. To Jolene Blalick. Because every so often I'm like, Paul? Who's Paul? Oh, like, to Paul. To Paul. Yeah. They eventually fix her eyebrows, because I noticed they barely gave her eyebrows in this one. No, she had, like, long ha- long hair in, like, an original cut, too, and it was weird. It, Not it, even long. It was, like, bo- it was like a children like, Bob, and I was like, what but is this? She basically just has human eyebrows. They even curved down at the end. You're just oh, like, boy. excuse me, um, <laughs> I'm not usually one to complain about character designs, but that is literally the opposite of Vulcan eyebrows. And they spent so much fucking time and money on this pilot. Like, like yeah. literally, because, you know, they're used to, you know, a show might take a week to film. Yeah. This was... Weeks, if not months. And, wow, that's embarrassing. And millions of dollars. It does not look any more expensive than most episodes of Voyager. Yeah, they used 43 different sets. Apparently, mm. it was hugely expensive. Well, yeah, the number to, I have written down How were there 43? There weren't that many scenes. Well, a, well, A, they have to build the whole ship. Yeah. True. Because in like, But they can amateurize that over yeah, the course yeah. of the series. But then they, they are building a bunch of... There's a bunch of other locations. So we have like... The cornfield. The cornfield. We have the the, the sick bay on Earth. We have Brazil, the classroom. We have the alien planet that was less like a fucking they shot in like a fucking water treatment plant or something. Hmm. You know, there's the roof shootout scene. There's the Sulaban hive ship or hive base or whatever the fuck it is, which is actually really cool, by the way. I think that's yeah, really, that's a, really that's really oh, and it's made up all the cells. Yeah, yeah that is like cool. for all that I don't like the temporal cold war. That that is a cool <laughs> idea. That. Also, like, can we just talk about how stupid the reads like, so you activate this and you have five seconds before the fucking thing explodes. Reed is good at his like, job. <laughs> like, I, must, like, I must have slept through this because I don't remember excuse this me, at Mr. All. Reed, can, can we possibly give it a slightly nope. longer... No! <laughs> five seconds! I'm British. My understanding of time has comes from James Bond pictures. These are metric seconds. Yeah, There'll be plenty of time. It's in the metric <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has nothing to do with anything, but I'm very tempted to just call this episode Metric Seconds. Oh, that could explain how it's so busy and so slow. It's in yes, Metric Seconds. Yes, you did it. Hooray. Speaking of time, like the I, I, I don't know a lot about what's going to happen with this temporal Cold War thing. Nothing good. I, I'm already braced for chaos. I thought the gun effect in that chamber thing was cool. That that chamber, oh, the, the chamber bullet, was cool. Time. I don't again, don't yeah. really. I, I saw oh, that. Oh, like when he dodged the like. Is it, I'm about to get fire. shot. That was. I cool. should dodge. I do like that the effect of the room backfired on on the F. Murray Abraham Sullivan, who was not actually F. Murray Abraham. But yeah, that scene. It's all, not I mean, it was, Abraham. It's Abrams, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. F. F. Murray. I'm pretty sure way. it's F. Murray Abram. 
Yeah. But, uh, like... You're thinking the... of J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. I don't think I am. I think it's pretty sure it's F. Murray Abraham. I think Chris is right. But, uh... But, yeah, uh, the one thing is, I mean, it is cool, but also it does feel like, we just saw the Matrix! Yep. <laughs> so let's do it with lasers. I liked it. But, yeah, I did like, again, Temporal oh, War... Oh, it is. I mean, I apologize. That's it all right. It is Abraham. My Temporal God. War, dumb, temporally broken room, cool. Yeah. And the way they kind of just... They don't say right away what's going on. You see things are yeah, blurry. The, the hand that kind of follows itself. Yeah. And, and later on, the woman mentions temporal cold war and they're in the room and we're like, oh, this is a weird temporal room. I see. Yeah. Well, also, I will say that as cool as the room itself was and the effect in there, the the little uh, airlock, time lock, whatever, the thing they have to go through to get there. Oh, with the we're strobes. Just, we're just like, you know, ooh, spooky Halloween. <laughs> time, time for a rave. <laughs> it is very 2001 in that regard. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, on, <laughs> I guys. hope, oh my God. If I had any skill with video editing, I would totally edit the fight <laughs> and add glow sticks in their hands. Yay. <laughs> yeah, my God. That is one thing. It is so like, an early 2000s show. The frosted fucking tips event. I don't know if they were in this one, but at some point, Bacula and Trainier have bought frosted tips, and you're just Hot. like, oh no. <laughs> well, that's how it was at the turn of the century. There's gonna be an episode where one of the guest stars has that haircut that everybody had for exactly 10 minutes in the early 2000s. The Rachel? No, no, that one that they also had in X-Men 2, that like both Jean Grey and Storm had. Oh yeah. It was a really short-lived haircut. I so love you can, that haircut, though, You can you know? always tell... The exact couple of months when something was filmed, because that was a really brief fad. Mm. It's too bad. I think you'll have to point it out when it happens. I I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. You know what else is a crying fucking shame? So we get Clang, Clang, and we cast Clang with Tommy Tiny Lister, Mm -hmm. who was a WWE fighter. He was Zeus, and he barely did any fighting. No. Yeah, and it, what a waste. It's funny because I, I... I was looking for... I was like, oh man, that's him. He's a, he's hugely tall. He's going to do some Klingon shit. I think he strangled... He, he like headlocked one guy and that was it. Yeah. And I was pissed. I was surprised because I could have sworn we either had seen him before or would see him again. But this is his one Star Trek appearance. Mm-hmm. He's also president of Earth in uh, Fifth Element. Oh, nice. Does he do more wrestling then? No, no. He mostly sits behind a desk and looks annoyed at Bruce Willis' shenanigans. Damn. Mm-hmm. Did we watch that movie for this? Not, not yet. For, not for this it's, it's, yet. We definitely will someday. We, we bring it up constantly. Really it's such a good movie. Have we talked about the whole crew? Do we leave anyone out? That's everybody. Yeah, we cool. can all, like, all I mean, there's some there's some side characters we could that are worth mentioning. Admiral Forrest. Yep, we'll see him a fair bit, uh, won't which we? We, we? Who we'll see. That's Von Armstrong. Yeah, yeah our, our Romulan is, buddy. We have seen him. Our first time we've seen him as a human. As a human being, Which yeah. is fun. Yeah, we meet him. So it's Admiral Forrest, and then the other guys who are with him in that first scene are Admiral Leonard and, and Commander Williams, because they were all named after DeForest Kelly, Leonard Nimoy, and William Shatner. I do like that Williams is. is the lowest ranked one. <laughs> That's pretty I feel funny. like that had to have been on purpose. Like, let's not make Shatner an admiral. <laughs> uh, so, little little nod there. It's like, okay. I don't even, I didn't even catch the other shoe's name. Neither did I, which is why I had no idea until I was reading the thing I wasn't supposed to read but had to read oh, earlier. Oh, that's what you read. Mm-hmm. I do like, too, the admiral uniforms have, like, the necktie. Because, again, mm-hmm. that's just this weird bridge thing. You don't see neckties in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, it is the past, but also the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else we got? We got uh, Soval. Do we see Soval in this? Is that we did. the ambassador? The yeah. Oh, yeah. Ambassador. We'll see a good amount of him. Yeah, he, I can't remember. He's a little he bitch. He <laughs> is. He's great at it, too. Like, you love being annoyed by him oh, throughout this no. show. Yeah. It's going to be so much um, being annoyed by this guy. 
God, Vulcans are already the worst. Oh, they're the worst in this. I feel like a, a huge point of this series is just, this is why the Vulcans aren't in charge of the Federation. They're jerks. You know what? I also, like, another layer in this episode that was, it felt a little like a, like a, like an add-on at the end or something. It felt mm. a little unfocused was, we keep seeing these, like, three different or four different flashbacks oh. to young Johnny with his dad, Henry Archer, you know, just flying a toy plane or something. And the idea is Henry Archer never got to see the particularly fast chip do a fast chip thing because mm-hmm. the Vulcans never helped us out. Mm-hmm. And how sad is that? It's like, yeah. There's Not already sure. so much going on in this episode. Yeah. Also, the dude playing Archer's dad looked a little too much like the farmer because Caitlin oh, thought no. that was Archer's dad at first. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's it, yep. And I realized, like, oh, yeah, no, that he does look a lot like him. Like, had I not already known the episode, I might have also been like, wait, wasn't this guy on a beach ten minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, temporal Cold War. So mm. I think something I was thinking about, and maybe this will come up, this might come up again in the future, but Zephram Cochran. Mm-hmm. Yay! Oh, oh, okay, before, so good to see you. Before him. I get to my point, let me talk about that. Yeah, Yay. So, so every previous series, we always had, like, a crossover character. Oh, yeah, like the handoffs. The handoff. Yeah. You know, we had DeForest Kelly and Farpoint. We had Picard and... and, and emissary. Emissary. The Emissary. And, was uh, it just Emissary? No, it's, it's just Emissary. You're right. Thank you. Uh, God, and we times. have... Um, and we have Quark, of course, in uh, in Caretaker. But it doesn't make any sense to have a crossover character. Like, there will never be a crossover on enterprise with one of the other shows it would be a monumentally stupid and senseless idea to do a crossover on a prequel show with a show from the future so it'll never happen so how do we how do we get around that they decide so, oh, so we yeah. need somebody yeah, so they get they get james cromwell to come and do a little video thing obviously barely they, he's just on a video i wanted more well he's dead. He'd be like 150 years old at no least. sorry he's not dead he has vanished at this point yeah that's true oh, yeah he is right. not dead yeah, yeah no he's off living with a with a Cloud or a was it a cloud That's or a like light? Constantly sucking him off. It was or a whatever. light. It was a light cloud. Okay. <laughs> it's a blowjob light. Yeah, yeah. He's off getting blowjobbered by a light. I need more James Cromwell. Um, it kind of, yeah, it, I, I, they probably couldn't have afforded her at this point, but maybe you could have had like old um, Lily there to introduce the video. Hmm. But anyway, I was thinking about this. So in the future of Star Trek, we know that like Zephram Cochran's birthday is like a national holiday mm-hmm. in the Federation, and he's like. A fucking hero, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Every other species already has warp drives. Mm. So why do we give so much of a shit about... Like, especially in the Federation. Like, yeah, I know the Federation... What's well, the Federation yet? Wait, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about in the future, though. Oh, 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 oh. Like, why in, in like, the future of Star Trek is Zephram Cochran a big deal? Well, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, they've merged all the calendars. So, yeah, you get Zephram Cochran's birthday off. You get Surak's birthday off. You well, yeah, get, well, sure. But, like, um, you get this, like, if, okay, if the Federation has 500 Fran. members and we know that <laughs> having warp-capable uh, space travel is, like, a prerequisite to first contact in a lot of scenarios... Then all of them must have their own Zephram Cochran character. True, they probably so, do. So does that mean that they're every single day is some holiday on some? No one has planet? been to school in centuries. <laughs> well, what I was going to suggest is that Zephram Cochran didn't just invent warp travel for humans. His warp engine design is unique in some way, hmm. in a way that the Vulcans don't have it. Klingons don't have it. 
and it might not be the fastest engine. Like obviously other other ships go faster, but maybe it's either more efficient for like fuel or whatever. Maybe or maybe it's or safer. Mm. We know that the Romulans use that fucking <laughs> black hole. Black hole. So for all we know, maybe maybe like that's the most common form of warp core. A bad one. <laughs> a bad one until Zeph from Cochrane comes around and changes the game with maybe. his antimatter engine. Maybe that's part of why the Vulcans are so annoyed. Yeah. He's like, ours are faster, but his is actually better in a lot of ways. Fuck! And that's when, Let's like, not help and them. like maybe the reason they're not helping is because they legit don't I want to see quite what understand the technology. I love that idea. And that you know them. They would not admit that. No. At all. They'd be like, do you get it? It's like, it shouldn't work, but it does. Which actually is Starfleet in a nutshell. What's also interesting, too, is like the Phoenix had nacelles. Mm-hmm. Straight up nacelles like we they see on every out. ship. The uh, Enterprise 01, NX-01 nacelles. nacelles. So all the Starfleet ships that we see tend to have nacelles. Mm. I don't think we've seen them yet, but we've talked about them on the show before. Most Vulcan ships don't no. have nacelles. Yeah, they use rings. They, they, they got the ring system. So maybe their warp technology relies on the power of rings. <laughs> like maybe Mario. There's a, something about nacelles makes for a better... <laughs> no, that's the like Mario. I meant Sonic. <laughs> I meant Sonic. Damn it. I got it wrong. Yeah, that's okay. Enough. You found it for me, though. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's why when we see later ships from other species, everyone has gradually, because even the Klingons eventually have nacelles on their big, not on the Birds of Prey, but on their bigger ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Romulans have them. That's what, that's really what it is. Zephram Cochran came up with the nacelle, which is somehow better for a stable warp field. There you go. So. I like this that's idea. My head, that's my new head. I'm, I'm down with that. Zephram that actually. Cochran yeah. revol- changed the game, and that's why he's, he's. Well regarded. I like that concept. Yeah, like he's not the first man to invent the engine, but he made the better one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. He's the, the the Henry Ford with less anti-Semitism. Well, no, he he revolutionized uh, mass mass manufacturing. Yeah. I don't know if there's really been a. That's the thing is really until the last like decade or so, no one was really trying very hard to make the internal combustion more engine more efficient. But now there's a bit of a rush too, so every company is just like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. There's no like one guy who was like, people fixed it. Anywho, yes, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else. I mean, yeah, it's it's a rocky start, but I feel like there I, again. I remember there being plenty to like. Yeah, I, I like. But this is not an impressive yeah. first outing. Like just yeah. I mean, the yeah, cage was better. Yeah, if we were comparing just pilots today, which we're not doing, we'll do that for another pilot one day. This one would not be high on my list. No. Yeah, well, that's the thing. yeah, like, like real quick, I think that like I think emissary is a very strong pilot. It does everything it needs to do. Well, plus it does it get just... long in the tooth with the fucking wormhole aliens. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. But it also is like a huge like statement of intent when it has fucking Captain God show up. And Cisco goes, I don't find you impressive, you limey <laughs> prick. And everyone goes, you're not allowed to not like him. Yeah. What were we talking so like, about? Like, Cisco. Cisco really not like liking Emissary. Picard was oh, Picard. genuinely shocking for people. I was like, you didn't say that to Dukat. No one would say that to Dukat. <laughs> Fuck you. Also, I realized, yes, it's a bad idea to say Captain God there's when another... Cisco is there and he is eventually literally Captain God. Yeah. And and like, and we also have Captain God show up in Encounter at Farpoint. Yay! Oh, yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeesh. Which I would say is probably the second weakest after this one, maybe. I still like Farpoint. I mean, I it like Farpoint. It had jellyfishes! What, what was Trelane's much. rank? What what rank god was he? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, Did, was he a Viscount? He gave himself Squire. a title. Squire. The Squire. Squire Gothos. Gothos. Which is like a very low rank. In, That's true. Because like, it's weird. Squire is just like a guy that it's, helps I bet a knight. It's, it's a cool it's word like a, he likes. It's like a knight's, yeah. a knight's caddy. Yeah, that's true. What? <laughs> I'm just... Nope. I'm just picturing oh, him God. carrying a fucking golf bag, but it's full oh, of swords. His face is so red, Chris. <laughs> Holy Knight's shit. Ca- I mean, that's what it is, but I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> that's too good. Uh, my punch here isn't actually that good. I think it's like, hey, I think it's that good. Uh, but then I'm also a soft touch. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure, you know, there's lots to come. Yeah. So much water polo. Yeah, I mean, this is the first Star Trek premiere that I can remember watching it live. Like, I know I saw, like, the Voyager premiere live. I, I, I very, very vaguely remember the early days of Voyager, but this is one I remember clearly. Yeah, because yeah, we, I mean, we, oh, we were like, we were practically what? adults at this time. 2001, so I was, wait, math, 16? Yeah. 16 or 17, somewhere in there. Jesus, yeah. older than I thought. So, it's yeah. good. Well, speaking of new Kirk, old Kirk. Jesus, that's the, okay. That's what you've gone All right. With. Well, yeah, we get, we're, so, yeah. We tell well, us we don't have doing. to, but I tell could edit this out. Doing, but... lady. Yeah, so we're doing a new thing for, for Enterprise so that I don't have to come up with more blog activities because this is going to last us most of Enterprise. Woo! But it's also kind of exciting, and, I, and I think this will be a lot of fun. So we were talking a little bit about, you know, this this show, it happens before TOS and all this shit. And let's, pret- let's pretend there was a segue. So the, the idea right now is we are going to spotlight individual main characters from all the series and just go character by character by character. It's going to take and for fucking ever. It's going to take for fucking ever. But it's great because it means we'll have content for the blog. This is what we're all about. So <laughs> I'm all about it, at the very least. So we're going to start with Kirk because that makes the most fucking sense. Kirk. So what we are doing is we are going to tell you guys our favorite moments of, from Kirk and stuff we kind of don't like that Kirk did. So bad is it, Kirk. is it bad if three of my moments across both Do they overlap? Are, are they in both? Are from, are, well, no. They're, they're, are they from they're, one episode? They're all from one one piece of media. I think that's fine. Yeah. I took I came up with way too many, so I'll, I'll, I've got spares if you guys don't have... If there's an overlap and also if there's... Like, so, I self-imposed a rule. I don't know if anyone else did. Okay, what was your rule? Just Shatner. Yeah, I think just Shatner. Yeah, I yeah. mean... I, we, 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 not we, Pine, we, not the new guy. We haven't seen the new guys yet. I would either. allow... Yeah, I would say the movies are fine. Yeah. TAS yeah, yeah, yeah. is fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, TAS is not uh, fine. No, Generations... I'm Generations sure. is definitely a thing. <laughs> oh, man. I said that I'm really too. exciting. I'm really excited... Exciting. God, I can't talk. Um, I'm excited, Jake. Do you want to tell us any of yours? And sure. Just start I'll, us yeah, off. Yeah, well, let's let's talk. Let's start with the top. Hang on, then. I gotta move this cat. I love so, him, but he's in the way. Uh, I chose for my top Kirk moments. And now, bearing in mind that it's been a long time now at this point since I've watched TOS, so mm-hmm. it has. I had to draw on some like memory of, of certain things. So that's why what, only one of these things is actually from an episode of TOS. Uh, and it's the first one, which is. The outsmarting of Nomad. Oh, that's oh, good. That is a I good really, one. I really liked. Like, I think Kirk is at his best when he talks a robot into killing himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does loves it that. so much. Yeah, he does it so much. But I think you know, I I could just list three times he did that. <laughs> but uh, I I wanted to pick the good one or my favorite one anyway, and that's and that's Nomad. Um, 
where uh, yeah, he basically convinces Nomad that yeah, you you are violating your your very mission. You must exterminate. Uh, and then we throw and then we flush him out the finny tube. When did this cat get back? <laughs> he, he, he just he reappeared. Just showing up. <laughs> are we just going through? Yeah, go for it. Okay, go, go ahead. All right, my next top moment is going to be another, I guess, tricking incident, but this time against a person. Ooh. A very smart person. He outsmarted one of the smartest people. When did he outsmart Doc? Uh, he outsmarted Khan. Yay, which time? <laughs> this is, the one I'm specifically thinking of is when he did... did when he, I mean, really, this is kind of a Spock moment because Spock kind of came up with it, but the, the, <laughs> the hours will seem like days. Oh, yeah. Uh, bit but you know i'm gonna give kirk credit there because yeah, he was in on the uh, in on it and and they did they tricked khan and khan thought all was well and then my third moment is going to be also from star trek 2 and that is the spock eulogy oh that is a good oh one. yeah that's, i was thinking that too that's also a really good shatner moment. it's a great shatner which moment. those are let's be honest rare yeah like <laughs> the thing is, yeah it shows that shatner can act like there's 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 times when he's just doing his thing, but like when he needs to, I don't know if it's the director. That yeah, I say Nicholas Meyer knows how to. He be, he worked it out. Do enough takes. Shatner gets bored and <laughs> stops hamming it up, and then starts acting. And he literally just got to tire him out like a kid, and yeah. then takes an angry nap. Yeah, he literally says that in the commentary on Rathacon. <laughs> like yeah. you do enough takes, he stops being Shatner and acts. Yeah, and I want like because. Meyer did Star Six. Trek Six too, and that's another great Shatner performance. Mm. Uh, of course, and Five because he respected himself so much. That's right. <laughs> well, Five has that level of kind of zany, God, Five, like camaraderie kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. I really wanted to put a Five moment on my bottom list, but I couldn't think of any. So I gotta say that Five is terrible, mm. and there's some dumb moments. But there are parts of the camping scene that are very genuine feeling and heartfelt feeling and good. So I'm going to give that as a good Kirk moment overall. The camping? The, ca- the camping in five. Oh, that's sweet. Like, again, the, the marshmallow mm-hmm. and the gag with the boots. Like, no. But just sitting around the fire, like that moment, excised from the rest of that fucking film... It's actually quite good. It's kind of like how the start of The Hobbit is good. Then just don't watch anymore. <laughs> just watch the camp scene and skip straight to six. You know, I actually think in retrospect, it's really the middle. The middle 80% of that movie is bad. There oh, you yeah. Star Trek Five. Yeah, the beginning is okay. Yeah. And the end is okay. And Lawrence Luck and Bill, as I have said before and will say till I'm blue in the face... Gives a way better performance than that movie deserves. Yeah, and I I don't know. I even think the shot, the fight, the showdown on Shakari is not too bad. Could have been worse. Could have been. They could have kept the crappy rock monsters. Yes. I still don't want to watch the movie in full ever again. No, I I would. I I mean, I'm sure I will, but I, I don't. I don't relish it. Yeah. Oh, and maybe I personally love this. I think a lot of people probably don't. But for all that everyone, everyone, everyone loves Khan, which is fine, you can't beat. I have had enough of you. I love that. I've always said it deserves to be as memed as Khan. I don't know why it isn't. 
Yeah. Love that's that fucking good. moment. That's good. It's the delivery that it fucking really sells is. it. It's yeah. a, like punctuating it with the kicks. Yeah, pu- kicking a guy in his face into a fucking volcano. And saying that. And saying that. Like, how, how much better can you get? You really can't. It, it's so good. Honorable mention, because this really isn't a Kirk thing per se. But you gotta love Fat Day shirt. That's such a good shirt. It's iconic. It shows up in Strange New Worlds. It shows up in other fun ways that I won't get into. Love Fat Day shirt. But again, that's not really a Kirk moment, hence honorable mention. I am shocked you're not saying you're not saying one of what will may what may end up being one of my honorable mentions. Fair enough. We will we will we will see. Maybe I am still narrowing it down. (laughs) Like there's a lot of moments and it was hard. Um gonna go. I'm gonna go with him having to eat crow in front of Decker in the motion picture. And what we when when he basically has to admit Decker knows a lot more than he does. Yeah, but he still ends up making Decker look like a bitch throughout the entire movie to the point that Decker's like, "I'm just gonna go live with this weird alien." I mean, yeah, it it is undercut a little, but in the moment when he finally has to admit he's a fuck up, yeah, you are picking only things from the movies. It's interesting. It's kind of like with Jake. It's just what I remember better. Plus, every time I think of something from the show, it's just something weird. <laughs> like, it's fun, but it's weird. See, I was convinced you were going to say creating Fizbin. Oh, yeah, Fizbin was great. That is a kind of great moment that, that I is... genuinely somehow forgot about. <gasps> yeah, I, it's one of your favorite episodes. It is one of my favorite. I think my favorite technically, didn't I say it was... Oh, your favorite is Conscious of the King. Yeah. To our past list. Yes, that like is Tumblr. still, that's a great fucking episode. That is a good episode. But yeah, piece of the action is so fucking good. Yeah, but I, th- I say it fits in, though, with the theme of Kirk outsmarting people and true, things. True, true. <laughs> Who's next? Here's the best Kirk moment, um, because it is him taking charge and being the, a good guy. It comes in the, the episode Balance of Terror. Mm. Leave any bigotry in your corners. Mm. There's no room for it on the bridge. That's good. Heckin' yes, Kirk. Sold, sold on you, con- like captaining your men and and yeah. standing up for. But for I'll never. What, but, what is but right? Fucking Klingons are fucking animals. Right? <laughs> Klingons don't look like my best friend. Oh, sad face. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give him tons and tons of credit for protecting the Horda in Devil uh, in the Dark. Yeah, I good. thought that was another really good Kirky moment of when he and Spock realized what the Horda's up to, and they're like. Oh no, miners are on this way which with pitchforks because it's a rock and that's what you can do. Right a miner, 49er. Uh, and very similarly, my final is going to go to a very similar thing of not getting something killed when he refuses to kill the Gorn in Arena. Mm. Another very good Kirk moment. Another, I think, very emblematic Kirk moment of being the guy who will do the right thing. He does shoot it with a bazooka first. Yeah. But that was, you know, science. <laughs> I mean, look, as far as you could tell, it had a motorcycle engine inside it, so maybe it would be okay. Right. I, also, I also had, as another, like, honorable mention, what does God need with a starship? <laughs> yes. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's the excuse me that really makes it. <laughs> That's what I say. I think that end of that movie is pretty good. Do you have any, Caitlin? I what are your that. favorite Kirk moments? Oh, boy. Are there <laughs> so many to uh, choose Oh, oh wait, wait. Can she use when he... Spoken word wrapped in Futurama? Fuck, we didn't consider oh, Futurama! We That's technically Shatner, though. Listen, you don't spoken word speak for me. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. 
Good joke. Thank you. Very funny. I like when Kirk is like sassing at Captain Koloff in Tribbles. <laughs> mm. Honorable mention to storage compartments. Storage compartments. When he says sabotage. Yeah, I know. I did. I thought of saying that. Sabotage is good stuff. I mean, like you said, the the wrath, end of Wrath of Khan is really beautiful and well acted. I don't have anything else. That's I have fine. Two. I have two things. That's fine. They're 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 gonna make it on the list. Excellent. Yeek. Okay. okay, but he's also kind of a shit. So tell us right, how, some how, how, bits. how Kirk's a shit, Jake. All right, so this one might just get half credit. Okay. Good. Wink. Wink. Uh oh. Oh, it's a Enem- half a Kirk. Any enemy oh. within. <laughs> no. Because just Wait, fuck no. Rapey Kirk. Because actually, no, it gets full credit because both Kirks suck. There's, <laughs> there's rapey, fucking violent asshole, rapist motherfucker Kirk. And then there's. Bitch ass, you know, hide in, hide in my quarters. I can't do anything, yeah, yeah. Kirk. I was trying to remember. Remind me in the scene when Rand goes to everyone and says, the captain sexually assaulted me. What is good Kirk's reaction again? Other than it wasn't me. Yeah, probably. I don't remember. But either way, it's it's bad. And, and like... The fact that they come to the episode, like, oh, they, this is your bad half and your good half. Like, no, 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 no. If any half of you is a fucking rapist, then you're all bad. So, no, just bad. Did did the cat character dirty? So, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't really love that that idea. Say so the next bad one, and this is just a dumb Kirk being dumb moment. Mm. Not raising the shields when the Reliant yeah. was was. Mm. When even Savick was like, we should raise fucking shields. Um, no, it's the Reliant. Yeah, well, we like we're all just one big happy fleet, as Khan would say. I did. So, yeah, I just think that was a bonehead move. And he was punished for it. And, like, a lot of people died. Scotty's fucking nephew died mm. as a result of, like, that shitty decision. So mm-hmm. That's so sad, that scene. And speaking of people like acting it well, like I mean, I know Scotty will get his day, but man, yeah, do, that do, scene do, is fucking do, heartbreaking. Doing did, do, did a good job. Yeah, again, could have overacted that and did not. Yeah, he was doing mm-hmm. his best. He was, he was doing good. The mustache helped. Yeah, those are good mustache days. <laughs> All right, and then my last bottom moment, uh, my last moment, and Kirk's last moment, getting crushed <laughs> by a fucking bridge after having a fist fight with Malcolm McDowell. Fucking terrible. Worst way, most anti... Like, I know people are pissed off that, spoiler alert, there's the implication that Kirk might be alive in suspended animation at the Daystrom Museum or whatever. But honestly, if it undoes that fucking horrible death that they gave him in Generations, I'll take it. No, this isn't comic books. People need to stay dead. Yeah, it's fair. But still, it is a terrible death. And, like, not... The character was worth so much more. Yeah. And, like, I know that they're trying to play it as, oh, well, he died saving an entire planet. Uh, not to mention, you know, the whole crew of the Enterprise and everything. And, yeah, I guess that's noble. But still. He got in a fist fight with an old man and died by because of shoddy fucking construction being fair he was also an old, an old man. man yeah it's kind of like the old man fighting up yeah but if it had been like there's just there's they could have still given him a noble sacrifice death 
Yeah. That didn't involve falling off some unsound scaffolding. Mm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Unsatisfying. What weren't you satisfied with, Chris? Obsession. Just Obsession? all of it? Mm. He, well, he's behaving like an asshole in that. Yeah. I want my revenge. They killed my old captain. Doodly doodly doo. Meh, meh. It smells like honeysuckle. Almost gets more people killed because of it. Dumbass. Does get more people killed because of it. Well, I should have said even more. Yes, he does mm. still get more killed. But he could have gotten even more killed just with the with the kill. With the kill. Kill the kill kill. <sighs> Agreeing to go along with that stupid plan from the Enterprise incident. Uh, just going over yeah, it's in a, disguise. It's a fun episode. Oh, yeah. But when they presented that to Kirk, he should have been like, fucking what? But he went along with it, so implicitly he thinks it's a good idea. What's stupid is, you know, there must be other Vulcans around. Like, they could have just gotten Spock and another actual Vulcan. Why did Kirk need to be in makeup? For this mission. Why didn't he be in Romulan face? Yeah, good question. Dishonorable mention, because again, this really isn't Kirk's fault. It's the writers fucking up, but uh forgetting he had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> like what the it's fuck? Valid. <laughs> and uh Wait, when did they forget he had a brother? In some in one of the movies, he says I'm referring to Spock, he says he never had a brother. Yeah, well. But I have Spock. And it's just like, mm. okay, fuck <laughs> Sam then. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sam's dead. Do you look at that trash mustache he had? It looks good on New Sam. Mm-hmm. I feel like New Sam pulls it off somehow. You know what is interesting? So, Sam Kirk's first name is George. Yep. But he goes by Sam. But he goes, but here's the thing I remember Kirk saying at one point that only I call him Sam. Like, I feel like that came Is up. Is that in Operation Annihilate? It's either in that one or it's in an earlier episode where they're referring to Kirk's brother. I, I think that's the only time they bring him up. Well, maybe never. I just seem to remember this. It sticks out. Because hmm. I feel like I called Sam George once and you're all like, no, it's Sam. His father's George. Yeah, I think we all, yeah, that did happen. But his name is George. Yes. Barely. But he go. But Kirk calls him Sam. But now apparently everybody calls him Sam. Maybe in the intervening years he started going by George again. And by the time of Operation Annihilate, only he calls him. Yeah, because he settled down. He had a kid that looks like the kid from the Christmas tree episode. <clears throat> the Christmas tree episode. The the uh, and the children shall lead with uh, the with the spirit that pops in and. The spirit of Christmas? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A... Did you have any others, Because uh, if that was your... No, that was a, that, I feel like that one doesn't count because, again, okay. that was the writers fucking up. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I get what he was going for, but he put it poorly when he said, I need my pain in Star Trek V. Mm. You can ah. still talk about it. Not with Cybok, who's going to brainwash you, but we don't need our pain. That is a very old idea. We need to deal with our pain and get through it in a healthy way, not the cyborg way. Mm, sure. I don't know. I like that moment from from Kirk. I think, yeah, I think the idea there is less that, like, you're not going to have, like, you, you're going to not have trauma. I think what he's saying is, 
my the my pain and my trauma that's what shapes have us, made right? me who I am. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm the man I am because of that. So if you take if you you know yeah I need to deal with it, but if you take it away from me, I'm just gonna be a fucking shell. Yeah, I suppose you maybe know? it's just a matter of the scene could have been you know, yeah the phrasing. We'll call that also a. But I don't believe it at that. Like my, I, I can lend you one of my spares if you want it. Go for it! Okay. The ones I'm actually going to go with. Oh, boy. Well, there's still one that might be a toss-up. We'll see. But the ones I'm actually going with. Banging the slave girl in bread and circuses is fucking gross. Oh, yeah. Kurt, I forgot about no, that. No. Bad. Bad, Kurt. Don't bad. like that. Be be nice. Uh, in Star Trek Six, he's suddenly, like, super racist about Klingons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wasn't a good look. It wasn't. I mean, I get why he was, but you're right. It's not a good look. I didn't get why he was. They killed his boy. Meh. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he never seems to give a shit about David. I mean, honestly. Between Star Trek 3 and that, that moment. That's just a convenient excuse also, for, like. A specific Klingon killed David. Yeah. You can't take it out on all Klingons. Yeah. I, what it really comes down to is he just doesn't like Klingons. And he's using that as an excuse excuse to try to pass himself the off writers, as a better person the than he writers is. writers are using that as an excuse to make this Cold War better. Well, but here's <laughs> that the thing. Too. But, like, that's the point of the movie, is that Kirk is a is a is an old Cold Warrior. Yeah, and who, he's... Who's racist and... Yeah. And, like, and like, and that's just what it is, and... He's trying to come up with a reason beyond just... Because racism is illogical. I don't yeah. know. Considering this is the same man that says, leave your bigotry in your quarters. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. I think it would but that, it, but that's, it does, it's not nice. But that is his arc in the movie. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point, is that he overcomes this by the end. And even that, like I said, I think to an extent that, and again, I'm not saying that it is a bad look. Do not misunderstand. You're right. This is a great example of a bad Kirk moment. But I think it's still compatible, because as I said, even like, I mean, I said it in a joking tone, but I mean it. Like, at the end, they like, yeah, Romulans, hey, hey now. They kind of look like this guy I like. Whereas Klingons look very different, so fuck that. Mm. Like, I think there is a certain amount of... Because, even you know, even with real-world racists, it's like there's certain races they'll tolerate and others they hate more. So I think it just makes him more realistic that, like... Because, yeah, like, he's not universally racist, but there are some people he hates automatically. Yeah, Klingons, the Irish. <laughs> he is Irish. <laughs> is he? Kirk. Kirk? Tends to be an Irish surname. Oh. It's like an anglicized form of Kirk something Patrick? else. No, that's technically a different name. Oh, is it? Um, but yeah, no. Kirk is probably Irish. I mean, he Don't could be Kirk. English, but... Uh, the other one I'm going to give it to, which was just a bad fucking... Bad idea, Kirk. Supplying the hill people with guns just because the Klingons were supplying the other side with guns. Yes, bad yeah. idea. Dumb Kirk. That's a Jameson move right there. Again, very much Cold War metaphor. But still a bad call. Yeah. And I'll give my my dishonorable mention to whatever the fuck he thought his plan was in the Squire of Gothos when he stays down on planet Mm. to get himself killed. Because there wasn't a second part of his plan. There just wasn't. He he lucked out by literally divine intervention. How often do they do that, Starfleet captains? A lot. Cisco does it a ton. (laughs) Janeway at at least once was going to like let herself stay in the void so the crew could get away that time. Archer did it this week just because Reed Reed couldn't set a timer. Why often does divine intervention save them? But yes, okay, that's the other. Oh yeah, no, no, I I meant to just like here's a bad idea. (laughs) I'm going to stay behind and shrug. It'll work out. I live, I live with William Campbell now and his dreamy, dreamy eyes. That's really what he just wanted to live with William Campbell. Don't blame him. He's like, no, no, this is a noble sacrifice. We're not going to be best friends. 
How about Caitlin? Do you have thoughts? Everything about him in Generations, because that film's terrible, and he's terrible in it. The time that he said that Spock's ears were because of a rice picking. Yeah. <laughs> racist piece oh, because of he, shit. Oh, because he's a Chinaman? Yeah. God, Jesus. Whoa. And, uh... It wasn't quite that racist. He said Oriental, oh, which that, in the oh, 60s was oh, okay. okay. My bad. I thought well, he's a Chinaman. But he did yeah. not, luckily. Even yeah. by right, the 60s, well, that was Oriental only... is still not Yeah, great. no, that has not, not aged great. well. No. Well, I'll give you a joking one. Yeah, I love those. I can't, those are the best Because I can't remember what my other real one was. Never uh, never going back to see what had grown from the seed they planted that day. I, I, Actually, yeah, no, that's a, that's I a legit that on one. The list. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't like, ever follow up. He didn't ask anyone else to. He I fucked mean, that up. Yeah, really Khan has a legit one. beef. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, I, I am, you know, like, Khan was a monster. Oh. But, but... In this one case, you know, stop clock twice a day. Yep, yep, yep. Well, so here's the actual joke then. <laughs> Continuing to let Scotty go be near all of those dancing girls. <laughs> yes! That was stupid. God damn it, Kirk. Stop let, leaving Scotty alone with women. The women! I don't want to watch DOS. <laughs> it's been ages. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, not in a hole, just good ones. Oh, well, that was exciting. That's fun. That's fun. That was fun. I'm looking forward to doing more of this. I feel like the future ones will be a little easier because... Because people do less. But also, the side characters do a whole lot less. It's a lot easier to separate the actors from the character. Mm. I found like, what was off? Oh no, that was just William Shatner. Yeah. What? Oh, this was no, nope, that was William Shatner again. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so a little easier going forward, I think. Will it? Find out next week. Yes, it'll be, actually be harder because next week we're doing Spock. So get ready for that. Yes, think and next. Oh shit, are there cards? Nope. Fuck, what are next week's episodes? I will show you. Shit. Who's do, who, you're doing Me? Outro? Okay. Yeah, we're back to Chris outroing. They're the ones that are highlighted. Thank you. So yes, come back next week for Mr. Spock and more importantly... Fight or flight. Oh god, I, do I need glasses? Fight, is it or, or of? Oh, that, it's fight or flight. But... Okay. So tune in next week for fight or flight and god damn it, Star Trek... Strange New World. Dang it! Star Trek. And as a bonus, does Chris need glasses? <laughs> what's, oh. that, what's that cutaway joke in Family Guy where it's like... Oh, Jafar, Jafar needs glasses. Jafar yeah. needs glasses. Yeah. Number f- one, number two. Uh, number two, I guess. Anyway, join us next week. This has been Chris. Oh, maybe this... Wait, hang on. Is it Fight of a Flight? That doesn't even make sense. That would be dumb. Now I'm lost. It's probably that I wrote this down wrong. But what's your name? Well, this is... This is Ames. This is Caitlin. And here's Jake. Oh, I'm going to do that every every episode now. It is fight or flight. That is correct. There we go. Good night! Convinces no... Oops, sorry. He can... Just apologize to my vape. Uh, <laughs> um, this is because Pixar makes us all feel bad for inanimate objects. Yes.